Well, thank you so much for tuning in to Remnant News, the daily rundown with Pastor Todd. I want to thank you for tuning in to this 8-4-2020 episode. And uh, many things are happening in our world, but if this is the first time you've ever joined us, we want to welcome you to the program. And we just talk about the things that are happening in our world from a biblical worldview. I'm a pastor for many years, 16 years in a church, and have been doing radio since 2011. And God has put it on my heart to do these programs because really there's so much deception out there in the world and uh, people started coming to Remnant News for truth and reporting and uh, it kind of just fell into my lap. It was something that I feel like the Lord ordained a calling and uh, long story short, here we are. So thank you for tuning into tonight's show and uh, I want to talk about a couple of things. Uh, my friend Liz Crokin, Liz Crokin, she was an award-winning journalist and uh, you may want to follow her on social media. She talks a lot about child sex trafficking and a lot of the things that are currently going on behind the scenes in the world. And what I'm noticing is, is there are a lot of people that are waking up. I call it waking up. And it makes me, um, well, I feel encouraged because that means that when people start to question the narrative, start to question all the different things in our society from pop culture to the movies that program us, so the television shows, you know, as a Christian, as a believer, have you noticed for years, I will tell you this, I'm a child of the 80s and then grew up in the 90s. I've noticed that in my lifetime, programs have gotten more and more wicked. There's been more and more de demonic things that I've noticed in the movies and the television shows. Uh, morality has been on a steady decline. There's been a constant push of sexual immorality and, uh, you know, to, to sexualize our children. And I've been talking about this stuff for years. It just, it, 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 there's not many things in this world that bother me more than that because I know that it's an all out assault on our young people and uh, the children, uh, you know, as a youth pastor many years ago, I saw uh, this was already occurring. This is back in like the nineties and, you know, the early two thousands, I guess it would be the early two thousands, but nevertheless at that time, you know, I knew that it was pervasive, but, but fast forward to 2019, 2020, and this has been so deeply entrenched and rooted in our society and our young people are now doing things that are just absolutely, um, you know, what even adults don't do in the sexual world. I mean, they, they've been introduced to things at such a young age. Pornography is readily available. Uh, many people in ministry, unfortunately, are addicted to pornography. I hate to say these things, but I look at the Barna numbers. I look at the uh, research of people in the Christian faith that are addicted to pornography, and it is an absolute stain on us as a culture, and no one in the ministry should be looking at that type of thing. But of course, there are people that are, and um, you know, it fuels sex trafficking, and it fuels the child sex trade, uh, which is a massive industry, and I think I've been talking about it a lot lately because President Trump has been doing everything that he can to stop this uh, massive network that's a global network, and we've been seeing in the headlines Ghislaine Maxwell, uh, Jeffrey Epstein, who then you know was supposedly supposedly committed suicide uh, while he was awaiting trial. But we know that Jeffrey Epstein probably didn't commit suicide. We know that he either is alive and being held somewhere in protective custody, uh, you know, in in some type of program where they you know reassign you a different name and. You know, it's like a witness protection type thing. That is a very a real possibility, ladies and gentlemen. That's a very real possibility. And you think about those things, especially if, he, if he's a double agent or some people say he's attached to Mossad, Israeli Mossad, or if he's attached to the CIA. 
Um, but regardless, it's, you know, we, we can't just believe everything that people tell us, unfortunately, because too many times the mainstream news has been discredited. We've, we've caught them in too many lies. We've caught them propagating a, a, a narrative and an agenda for far too long. And many in the body of Christ who have discernment, who are praying for discernment and wisdom in this hour as we recognize that the hour is getting later as we recognize that things are not as they appear, and we are finding there is an awakening, which could be, could be a great awakening that leads to revival. Because uh, what this does is when someone starts seeking, the Bible says, seek and you shall find, knock and the door shall be open unto you. So when you're seeking for truth, guess who you find? You find Jesus Christ, because ultimate truth is Jesus Christ and his word, the holy word of God the Bible. So, you know, if you're seeking, you're going to find. So I get encouraged when I hear somebody that used to be part of what I call the deep state, which is, you know, that they're not actually maybe in the deep state, but they're part of the deep state narrative. You know, they're in the matrix and they, they have not yet taken the green or the red pill. They've not yet taken the red pill to come out of the matrix. And so they're still in, in, the, in the matrix. Some people do choose to take the green pill, by the way, and they don't even want to know the truth. I find a lot of people like that. I think we're going to find a lot of people like that all the way up until the end of the age because there is going to be certain people that just simply do not want to know the truth. They're going to believe everything the mainstream media tells them, what people like Hillary Clinton and uh, Barack Hussein Obama, and, and they, they, they'll align themselves with those people blindly and the deep state because there is a deep state. Now, if you want to know about this stuff, you know, that's on you. You don't have to know about it because ultimately what's most important is that you accept Jesus in your heart and be your Lord and Savior. What's most important is that you follow him and you follow his word. You repent of your sins and you turn from your wickedness. And But the, the, the problem is, is that we're in this wicked hour, this very late hour. The Bible says in the end times, you know, people, it's going to be like the days of Noah. You know, it's going to be dark. I got into that a little bit the other day on the program. But it's going to get really, really dark. And what we're seeing is, is darkness. We're seeing people that are, that are lovers of themselves, that are, that are all those things that the Bible talks about that we'll see in the last days. You know, and, and so here we are. We're seeing exactly what the Bible said. This is what it's going to look like. This is what's going to happen. This is what, and, and so, you know, when I ask prominent leaders around the country, Christian leaders, and I say, hey, hey, let me ask you a question. These are people that I trust. They're not the people that are like, uh, you know, in the, in, the, in the extreme positions of like everything's fine, nothing's changed, you know, business as usual, happy, happy, joy, joy kind of thing. Now, these are people that are spiritually astute, that are awake, that are remnant believers, that are people that know the things that we talk about on this program, right? And I say to them, I say, do you feel like we're in the end times? And they say to me, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Pastor Todd, I think either we're, we're getting there or we're probably there already. These are people I trust for years, and that's what they're saying now. They didn't say this only a couple of years ago, ladies and gentlemen. They didn't say this maybe even a couple of months ago. We have turned a corner, and I just want to make note of that because we have turned a corner. I would be out there saying certain things like, are we in the end times? Are we getting close? I, I've, I've given several messages over the years. I remember in 2011, I did a series on that. And at that time, I got a lot of pushback. People said, we don't, we don't think we are. We just, we think we have much more time until those times, you know? Well, I don't think anybody that I know is saying that anymore. So there's been a, a, a page that's been turned and 
we need to be thinking about these things. And, and listen, I, I'm out there trying to wake as many people up as I can. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm literally out there every single day. It's one of my biggest missions in life because I feel like the Lord knows my calling. He's put it in my heart. You know, if I don't do my calling, I feel like I'm running like Jonah, right? So, you know, I, I, I literally just do what he's called me to do. And I'm out there trying to wake people up all day. And, you know, people say, wow, Ty, you got a lot of energy. Well, I'm just doing what I'm called to do, right? But there's these people, they're like, <laughs> I don't know what to call them, trolls maybe, but they just, they're, they're like demonized people that just are set out to try to antagonize me all day. I try to, and so I have to be careful not to engage those people and to get in, because literally what I'm doing is I'm engaging a demon. The Bible says, do not cast pearls before swine. And that's what you do sometimes. So you got to be careful when you're arguing with these people that are literally demonized people because they are caught up, they're deceived, they're not filled with the Holy Spirit, they're not filled with, with, with truth, they're not pursuing truth, they're not pursuing righteousness, they're not pursuing holiness, they're literally in a completely different existence, ladies and gentlemen. Because see, we're in this world, but we're not of this world. If we've accepted Jesus into our heart to be our Lord and Savior, we're in it, but we're not of it. We're operating as a spiritual being here. We're, we're literally citizens of heaven. And when we come into the room, the atmosphere is shifted because we're filled with the Holy Spirit. And that's why we have to walk in a, in a circumspect way. We got to walk in righteousness. We got to try to be as blameless as possible. It doesn't mean we're ever going to achieve being sinless because there's only one sinless person that ever walked the earth and he was fully God and fully man. His name was Jesus, the Lord of all. Yeshua Mashiach. So we're not going to achieve the perfect perfectness. We're not going to achieve that. But what we are going to do is we're going to be saved, set free, healed, and delivered. Hallelujah. Saved, set free, healed, and delivered. And for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We will walk in righteousness. We will walk in, in the truth of the word of God. And the Bible says the truth shall set you free. Hallelujah. But there's a lot of people that are deceived right now. And so just don't, don't argue with those people because if you start engaging them, you're engaging the demonic, ladies and gentlemen. You have to pray for them. You speak the truth. You drop it like my wife says. You drop it and then you walk away. Because if you sit there and you engage them, you're going to get yourself in a dirty battle and it's going to look really messy and it's not going to be what God intends of us. So there's times when he'll give us a divine appointment. There's times when he'll give us a, a, an opportunity to speak the truth and we would drop it. But then uh, there's got to be that same understanding to get out before you're starting to argue with demons and cast pearls before swine because it's just going to create stress for you. And you don't need that type of stress. You don't need that type of stress because you got enough going on just trying to take care of your family in today's hour. We have warfare and it ages you. I'll tell you, as a pastor who's been in this battle for a long time, it will age you. Don't let it get to you. You got to walk in that joy. The Bible talks about it. Joy unspeakable, full of glory. Peace that passes understanding. That's where we have to find ourselves. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide in the shadow of the Almighty. That's where we live, ladies and gentlemen. Now, you know, do we expose the wickedness? I do. And the reason why I do it is because I want people to see. Listen, one of the biggest things that got me saved in, in my walk with Jesus wasn't the fact that I, was, that I knew that God was real. Even though I did in the back of my head know that God was 
probably real because I'm a logical thinker. And I thought, you know, how could we possibly have just come from a big bang? That takes way more faith than believing that there's a supreme being that probably created all this. And uh, if he's there, then he probably wants us to know who he is. So he's probably going to make himself available to us. And by the way, you know, you just kind of have this DNA kind of imprint inside of you where you do feel that there's truth. When somebody's talking about Jesus, you know it's true. That's the Holy Spirit. That's what that is. It's the Holy Spirit of the living God. Excuse me. So the thing is, is, is that to have the Holy Spirit of the living God, we need to fill ourselves, die to our flesh daily, walk in the presence and the anointing of the Holy Spirit, stay in our lane, don't get jealous of others, don't be conformed to the things of this world that Netflix and CNNBC and MSNBC and, you know, even Fox News, all they all want you to conform to something. Don't conform to the things of this world. Be transformed. What does that look like? What does that mean? Transformed, filled with the Holy Spirit, walking in the anointing. And as you're walking in the anointing of the Holy Spirit, what happens? Discernment comes. Discernment comes. Because when you have discernment, then you understand when somebody's trying to pull one over on you. How do you have that extra edge? You have it because you're filled with the Holy Spirit. You have the extra edge because you're filled with the Holy Spirit. Do you understand what I'm saying, Saint? And so that's where you get it. It's not me. It's not anything special that I do. Maybe I can speak, you know, different than other people or whatever. That's great. But the bottom line is, is it's nothing that I do. Nothing that I do is going to get me to where I need to go other than being empowered and anointed and appointed for a time as this by the Holy Spirit of the living God. That's who you are, anointed, appointed, set apart, called out. And as we walk set apart, I'm going to say something to that. That's a Nazarite, Nazarite, set apart. When you're set apart, you walk in holiness and purity and righteousness. And guess what? God gives you a double portion. You get more of the anointing because he's able to give you more, just like a good father. When you have a good kid, you want to bless that kid, right? You want to give that kid everything that you possibly can because that kid has been honorable. That kid has been a good child. That's what God wants to do. He can't give you it all if you're going to be walking in disobedience, if you're going to be walking in a way that, that displeases him. If you're rebellious, it's not going to happen. You might get some blessings because God is good, but he's not going to give you the fullness of what he has to offer until you understand what you need to do. You need to be set apart. So yeah, people are going to make fun of you. People are going to call you all kinds of names, conspiracy theorists. They're going to call you crazy. They're going to think you're out there when you tell them what you believe. Well, sure, they did that to Jesus. They did that to Moses. They did that to a lot of people. Noah? How many in the Bible? Everybody. Pretty much everybody that was a big figure got some type of persecution or some type of uh, something that they had to go through in order to get where they needed to go. Look what Moses had to go through. Come on. I mean, any story I can talk about. Peter, Paul, all of them. So you find yourself where you are today on 8-4-2020. And you look at the world. Bombings in Beirut. What's going on over there? The president says it may be an attack. Some of the authorities there, they're not sure yet. Some are saying they're going to pay whoever did this. People aren't sure who did it. Some are saying it could be Israel. Some are saying it could be a terrorist attack. That explosion was huge, ladies and gentlemen. It's not the only one. There's been several around the world in the last couple of days. What's going on? Our world is destabilizing. We're entering into a new season. We're not going to go back to the way things were pre-COVID. 
COVID is an assignment of the, of the enemy. It's, it's a hellish assignment of fear. It's a fear campaign. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lie from the pit of hell. People are walking around absolutely in fear of this COVID-19. I see Christians absolutely in fear of COVID-19. They're walking around completely fearful, thinking masks are the answer, or vaccine is the answer. What about Jesus? Is he the answer? Because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And guess what? He heals the sick. So we got to understand the battle that we're in. We got to understand what the enemy's trying to do. He's trying to divide the church. He's trying to divide the church. Have you ever seen in your lifetime? I can't think of my lifetime. I know there was division in the days of Martin Luther King. And, and, and before that, there were other things over the, over the years of our country and, and over the church in general uh, over the centuries. But, but the, the, the bottom line is, is that in our lifetime, we're seeing a tremendous amount of division right now. And this is a little different, I think, because there's a rise of the spirit of Antichrist where Christians are the number one threat. They hate Christians. They hate pastors. Pastors are being arrested. They're being threatened for having church services in America today. Could you imagine if a year ago I would have told you that? What would you have said to me? You would have probably called me crazy, wouldn't you? A year ago. If I said, there would be a prominent pastor that would be arrested for having services. You'd say, well, what did he do in the services? I'll say, he, he sang and worshiped the Lord. You'd say, well, what else? No, that's it. He's getting arrested for that in America. We got to think about how far we've come, ladies and gentlemen, and all these Christians that are arguing over masks and not holding church services when the Bible is very specific. It does not say, do not forsake the assembling together of the brethren, except for during a pandemic. There is no asterisk. There's no, the Bible was clear about sickness. It says, lay hands on the sick and they're going to be healed in Jesus' name. Where are the pastors that are laying hands on the sick? That's what we need more of. A lot of people talking about our country needs revival. Our country needs revival. I see a lot of people trying to be rock stars Put promoting a revival. Now, thank God there's some real pastors that are, that are also crying out for revival and repentance. I know some of them. But I see a lot of other people out there trying to be showmen in the middle of this whole thing. Why? You're going to still keep up with that, that showmanship in the middle of this? This is when we need to be humble. This is when we need to be nameless and faceless before holy God as a nation on our faces, crying out, Lord, heal our land. We need more of you, Lord. You're the only way, Jesus, you're the only way that this land's going to get healed is if you heal it, God. There's a lot of talk about certain people that matter more. I'll say that. This one matters. That one matters. You got you to gotta, you know, stand for this community and that community. But there's a lot of communities that are left out. One of the communities that's left out that I talk about a lot is the children that are being sex trafficked, millions around the world, but you don't hear anything from the mainstream media about that. They're slaves right now. Crickets. Law enforcement is struggling right now. They're suffering. They're, they're, they're worried about their safety. Many of them are having psychological issues. It's almost like PTSD. They're having to go out into warlike scenarios right now. And they're being defunded in major cities like Los Angeles that just defunded the city law enforcement. Unbelievable amounts of money. I mean, it's almost insane to think about what they're trying to do. 
Do you think that Los Angeles is going to be a safe place in a few months? Let me tell you, everybody's going to move out of that city except for the criminals pretty soon and the illegal people. People aren't going to stay in a city like that. You're going to see people flocking to red states and cities all around the country in droves like you've never seen. It'll be one of the biggest mass exoduses that you'll ever have seen in our country. I know people that have houses on the market in LA right now, they can't sell them. Why? Because no one wants to buy there. Some people are getting lucky and selling them. Ladies and gentlemen, we are at a precipice. I say this every night, but I'll say it again. A precipice-defining moment for our country. A precipice-defining moment. Can you think about what we did as a country that we became so wicked? That we became so wicked that we allowed these things to invade even the church community, the seminaries. There's churches questioning if we should uphold what the Bible says about marriage. There's churches, religions, you know, sections within the Christian community. There's different denominations. That's what I mean, not religions, but different denominations in the Christian community right now that are debating about marriage between a man and a woman. They're debating about if abortion is okay. They're willing to compromise. They're willing to change what the Bible actually says when the Bible actually says, woe to the person that tries to change it. But we know that the hour's late because here we are. Here we are in this very important time. And so the, 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 the importance of the message tonight is simple. I can highlight all the different things that are going on every day. I can go through all the news stories. But I want to speak to the spiritual dynamic of this country right now because this is what's most important, is, is that it's not about a name. If I made this about my name, this show, I would be totally off. If I made this, I say my name in the, in the show because people can find me, but it's not about me. It's not about popularity. It's not about any of that. In fact, people used to say, I'm trying to find your podcast, and that's why I put my name in the podcast because they couldn't find it from the Remnant Godcast name. They couldn't remember that. So I just put my name in there because people Google me and then they can find the podcast. They want to find the podcast. But what I'm trying to say is, is that we can't make the ministry. It's not about our big ministry building our own kingdom. You know what I'm saying? Building a big building or, you know, having corporate jets and all these different things that some of the ministers have done over the years. We got to stop that. This is about an end time church that literally we're, we're facing like persecution like we've never seen. We're facing tribulation, ladies and gentlemen. We're here. The spirit of Antichrist is rising in our country. What are we going to do right now? Are we going to stand up as a church? Are we going to operate in the fullness of what we're called to do? Are we going to lead the country and be the head and not the tail? What are we going to do right now? This is my question. What are you doing? What am I doing? What are we doing to make this different? Are we going to accept it? Are we going to accept what some small group of people are trying to push on us? They're using a big megaphone and trying to make it seem like everybody feels that way when in reality that's not the case. Are we going to just, just bow down to what the media is telling us is happening? Are we going to allow it? Are we going to just follow that narrative into oblivion? Or are we going to finally say enough? I hope it's the latter. I hope we say enough. I hope we stand up, patriots, Christians. Saints of God say, no, we have a great nation. No, the Bible's true. We need to stand for the truth of the word of God. If we do that, 
We're going to see a great harvest. We're going to see the spirit of God move in our country. We're going to see people healed. We're going to see a great move of God. But I just pray that we take heed of the moment that we're in. I pray that we take heed of the moment that we're in. I pray that we take heed of the moment that we're in. And we don't go back to business as usual. That we don't just do nothing. That, you know, you say, well, what can I do? Get on your knees every night. Pray for your country. Take your family. Get your family. And, you know, gather them up. I know sometimes the kids don't want to come, but gather them all up and say, tonight, ladies and gentlemen, in our house, kids, wife, everybody, we're going to get on our knees and we're going to pray for our country. We're going to start doing this every night. You know, I was talking to a relative the other day about fasting. You know, and they said, why? I can't even skip one meal. I said, well, you're going to have to learn. Because the Bible says some things through prayer and fasting. We got to start being a little bit more, you know, I know it's uncomfortable. You might get a headache. You know what I'm saying? But we got to start fasting. We got to start getting on our faces before God and asking him for his mercy and calling for, for his spirit to fill us up so it would give us the strength that we need to get through these times. And we will be victorious if we do that. His favor will be on us, and it doesn't matter what's happening around us because he is with us even until the end of the age. He will never leave us nor forsake us. He will never give us more than we can handle. And so if we operate in the fullness of the Holy Spirit, we will be in our optimal place, even in the crazy world that we're in. That's what I want to see for you. Thank you for tuning in to the Remnant Godcast. We'll be back tomorrow. God bless you.